0: section 20 of the natural history volume 4 this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by michelle the natural history volume 4 by pliny the elder translated by john bostock and henry thomas riley section 20 chapter 18 THE NATURE OF BARLEY Barley meal, too, is employed for medicinal purposes, and it is a curious fact that for beasts of burden they make a paste of it, which is first hardened by the action of fire, and then ground. It is made up into balls which are introduced with the hand into the paunch, result of which is that the vigor and the muscular strength of the animal is considerably increased. In some kinds of barley the ears have two rows of grains, and in others more, in some cases as many as six. The grain itself too presents certain differences, being long and thin, or else short or round, white, black, or in some instances of a purple color. This last kind is employed for making polenta. The white is ill-adapted for standing the severity of the weather. Barley is the softest of all grains it can only be sown in a dry loose soil but fertile withal the chafe of barley ranks among the very best indeed for litter there is none that can be compared with it of all grain barley is the least exposed to accidents as it is gathered before the time that mildew begins to attack wheat for which reason it is that the provident agriculturist sows only as much wheat as may be required for food the saying is that barley is sown in a money-bag because it so soon returns a profit the most prolific kind of all is that which is got in carthage in spain in the month of april it is in the same month that it is sown in Celtiberia, and yet it yields two harvests in the same year all kinds of barley are cut sooner than other grain and immediately after they are ripe for the straw is extremely brittle and the grain is enclosed in a husk of remarkable thinness It is said, too, that a better polenta is made from it if it is gathered before it is perfectly ripe. Chapter 19 Arinka and Other Kinds of Grain That Are Grown in the East The several kinds of corn are not everywhere the same, and even where they are the same they do not always bear a similar name. The kinds most universally grown are spelt by the ancients known as Adoria, winter wheat, and wheat. All these being common to many countries. Arinka was originally peculiar to Gaul, though now it is widely diffused over Italy as well. Egypt, too, Syria, Cilicia, Asia, and Greece have their own peculiar kinds, known by the names of Zia, Olyra, and Tifae. In Egypt, they make a fine flour from wheat of their own growth, but it is by no means equal to that of Italy. These countries which employ Zia have no spelt. Zia, however, is to be found in Italy and in Campania, more particularly, where it is known by the name of seed. The grain that bears this name enjoys a very considerable celebrity, as we shall have occasion to state on another occasion. And it is in honor of this that Homer uses the expression Zideros a Rua, and not, as some suppose, from the fact of the earth-giving life. A is made, too, from this grain but of a coarser quality than of the kind already mentioned this however is the only difference that is perceptible the most hardy kind however of all the grains is spelt and the best to stand the severity of the weather it will grow in the very coldest places as also in localities that are but half tilled or soils that are extremely hot and destitute of water this was the earliest food of the ancient inhabitants of latium a strong proof of which is the distributions of adoria that were made in those days as already stated it is evident too that the romans subsisted for a long time upon pottage and not bread for we find that from its name of pulse certain kinds of food are known even at the present day as pulmentaria ennius too the most ancient of our poets in describing the famine and his siege relates how the parent snatched away the messes of pottage from their weeping children at the present day, even the sacrifices in conformity with the ancient rites, as well as those offered upon birthdays, are made with parched pottage. This food appears to have been as much unknown in those days in Greece as polenta was in Italy. Chapter 20 Winter Wheat, Semolago or Fine Flour There is no grain that displays a greater avidity than wheat, and none that absorbs a greater quantity of nutriment. With all propriety, I must justly call winter wheat the very choicest of all the varieties of wheat. It is white, destitute of all flavour, and not oppressive to the stomach. It suits moist localities particularly well, such as we find in Italy and Gallia comata, but beyond the Alps, it is found to maintain its character only in the territory of the Allobroges and that of the Memini, for in the other parts of those countries it degenerates at the end of two years into common wheat. The only method of preventing this is to take care and sow the heaviest grains only. Winter wheat furnishes bread of the very finest quality and the most esteemed delicacies of the bakers. The best bread that is known in Italy is made from a mixture of Campanian winter wheat with that of Pisa. The Campanian wheat is of a redder color, while the latter is white. When mixed with chalk, it is increased in weight. The proper proportion for the yield of Campanian wheat to the modus of grain is four sextarii. Of what is known as bolted flour but when it is used in the rough and has not been bolted then the yield should be five centauri of flour in addition to this in either case there should be half a modius of white meal with four sextari of coarse meal known as seconds and the same quantity of bran the piece in wheat produces five sextari of fine flour to the modius in other respects it yields the same as that of campagna the wheat of clusium and Auretium gives another sextarius of fine flour but the yield is similar to those of the kinds already mentioned in all other respects if however as much of it as possible is converted into fine wheat meal the modius will yield sixteen pounds weight of white bread and three of seconds with half a modius of bran these differences however depend very materially upon the grinding for when the grain is ground quite dry it produces more meal but when sprinkled with salt water a whiter flour though at the same time a greater quantity of bran. It is very evident that farina, the name we give to meal, is derived from far. A modus of meal made from Gallic winter wheat yields twenty-two pounds of bread, while that of Italy, if made into bread baked in tins, will yield two or three pounds more. When the bread is baked in the oven, two pounds must be added in weight in either case. Wheat yields a fine flour the very highest quality. In African wheat, the modius ought to yield half a modius of fine flour and five sextarii of pollen, that being the name given to fine wheat meal, in the same way that that of winter wheat is generally known as floss, or the flour. This fine meal is extensively used in copper works and paper manufactories. In addition to the above, the modius should yield four sextarii of coarse meal and the same quantity of bran. The finest wheaten flour will yield one hundred and twenty-two pounds of bread and the fine meal of winter wheat one hundred and seventeen to the modius of grain when the prices of grain are moderate meal sells at forty asses the modius bolted wheat and flour at eight asses more and bolted flour of winter wheat at sixteen asses more there is another distinction again in fine wheat and flour which originated formerly in the days of al Paulus. there were three classes of wheat The first of which would appear to have yielded seventeen pounds of bread, the second eighteen, and the third nineteen pounds and a third. To these were added two pounds and a half of seconds, and the same quantity of brown bread, with six sextari of bran. Winter wheat never ripens all at once, and yet there is none of the cereals that can so ill brook any delay, it being of so delicate a nature that the ears directly they are ripe will begin to shed their grain. So long, however, as it is in the stalk, it is exposed to fewer risks than other kinds of wheat, from the fact of its always having the ear upright and not retaining the dew, which is a prolific cause of mildew. From Arquina a bread of remarkable sweetness is made. The grains in this variety lie closer than those do in spelt. The ear, too, is larger and more weighty. It is rarely the case that a modius of this grain does not weigh full sixteen pounds. In Greece they find great difficulty in threshing it and hence it is that we find homer saying that it is given to beasts of burden this being the same as the grain that he calls a lyra in egypt it is threshed without any difficulty and is remarkably prolific spelt has no beard and the same is the case with winter wheat except that known as the laconian variety to the kinds already mentioned we have to add bromos the winter wheat just as expected and tragos all of them exotics introduced from the east and very similar to rice Tifay also belongs to the same class from which in our part of the world a cleansed grain resembling rice is prepared among the greeks too there is a grain known as zea and it is said that this as well as tifay, when cleansed from the husk and sown will degenerate and assume the form of wheat not immediately but in the course of three years chapter twenty one the fruitfulness of africa in wheat there is no grain more prolific than wheat nature having bestowed upon it this quality as being the substance which she destined for the principal nutriment of man a modius of wheat if the soil is favourable as at Byzacium, a campaign district of africa we yield as much as one hundred and fifty modi of grain the procurator of the late emperor augustus sent him from that place a fact almost beyond belief a little short of four hundred shoots all springing from a single grain and we have still in existence his letters on the subject in a similar manner too the procurator of nero sent him three hundred and sixty stalks all issuing from a single grain the plains of leontium in sicily and other places in that island as well as the whole of baetica and egypt more particularly yield produce a hundredfold the most prolific kinds of wheat are the ramos wheat and that known as the hundred grain wheat before now as many as one hundred beans too have been found on a single stalk chapter twenty two sesame ericimum or ero horminum we have spoken of sesame millet and panic as belonging to the summer grains sesame comes from india where they extract an oil from it the color of its grain is white similar in appearance to this is the ericimum of asia and greece and indeed it would be identical with it were it not that the grain is better filled it is the same grain that is known among us as irio and strictly speaking ought rather to be classed among the mendicaments than the cereals of the same nature too is a plant called horminum by the greeks though resembling cumin in appearance it is sown at the same time as sesame no animal will eat either this or irio while green chapter twenty three the mode of grinding corn all the grains are not easily broken in Etruria they first parch a spelt in the ear and then pound it with a pestle shod with iron at the end. In this instrument the iron is notched at the bottom, sharp ridges running out like the edge of a knife, and concentrating in the form of a star, so that if care is not taken to hold the pestle perpendicularly by pounding, the grains will only be splintered and the iron teeth broken. Throughout the greater part of Italy, however, they employ a pestle that is only rough at the end and wheels turned by water by means of which the corn is gradually ground i shall here set forth the opinions given by mago as to the best method of pounding corn he says that the wheat should be steeped first of all in water and then cleaned from the husk after which it should be dried in the sun and then pounded with a pestle the same plan he says should be adopted in the preparation of barley in the latter case however twenty sextari of grain require only two sextari of water when lentils are used they should be first parched and then lightly pounded with the bran or else adopting another method a piece of unbaked brick and half a modius of sand should be added every twenty sextari of lentils ervilia should be treated the same way as lentils sesame should be first steeped in warm water and then laid out to dry after which it should be rubbed out briskly and then thrown into cold water so that the chaff may be disengaged by floating to the surface after this is done the grain should again be spread out in the sun upon linen cloths to dry care however should be taken to lose no time in doing this as it is apt to turn musty and assume a dull livid colour the grains too which are just cleaned from the husk require various methods of pounding when the beard is grown by itself without the grain the result is known as acus but it is only used by goldsmiths if on the other hand it is beaten out on the threshing-floor together with the straw the chaff has the name of pelea and in most parts of the world is employed as fodder for beasts of burden the residue of millet panic and sesame is known to us as but in other countries it is called by various other names chapter twenty four millet campagna is particularly prolific in millet and a fine white porridge is made from it it makes a bread too of remarkable sweetness the nations of sarmatia live principally on this porridge and even the raw meal with the sole addition of mare's milk or else blood extracted from the thigh of the horse the ethiopians know of no other grain but millet and barley chapter twenty five panic the people of gaul and of aquitania more particularly make use of panic the same is the case too in italy beyond the patas with the addition however of the bean without which they prepare none of their food. There is no aliment held in higher esteem than panic by the nations of Pontus. The other summer grains thrive better in well-watered soils than in rainy localities. But water is by no means beneficial to millet or panic when they are coming into blade. It is recommended not to sow them among vines or fruit trees, as it is generally thought that these crops impoverish the soil. Chapter twenty six The various kinds of leaven Millet is more particularly employed for making leaven, and if kneaded with must, it will keep a whole year. The same is done, too, with the fine wheat bran of the best quality. It is kneaded with white must three days old, and then dried in the sun, after which it is made into small cakes. When required for making bread, these cakes are first soaked in water and then boiled in the finest spelt flour after which the whole is mixed up with the meal. And it is generally thought that this is the best method of baking bread. The Greeks have established a rule that for a modius of meal eight ounces of leaven is enough. These kinds of leaven, however, can only be made at the time of vintage. But there is another leaven which may be prepared with barley and water, at any time it may happen to be required. It is first made into cakes of two pounds in weight, and these are then baked upon a hot hearth or else in an earthen dish upon hot ashes and charcoal being left till they turn of a reddish-brown when this is done the cakes are shut close in vessels until they turn quite sour when wanted for leaven they are steeped in water first when barley bread used to be made it was leavened with the meal of the fitch or else it's a chailing vetch the proportion being two pounds of leaven to two modi and a half of barley meal at the present day however the leaven is prepared from the meal that is used for making the bread for this purpose some of the meal is needed before adding the salt and is then boiled to the consistency of porridge and is left till it turns to sour in most cases however they do not warm it at all but only make use of a little of the dough that has been kept from the day before it is very evident that the principle which causes the dough to rise is of an acid nature and it is equally evident that those persons who are dieted upon fermented bread are stronger in body among the ancients too it was generally thought that the heavier the wheat is the more wholesome it is chapter twenty seven the method of making bread origin of the art it seems to me quite unnecessary to enter into an account of the various kinds of bread that are made some breads we find receive their names from the dishes with which they are eaten the oyster bread for instance others again from their peculiar delicacy the autologonis or cake bread for example and others from the expedition with which they are prepared such as the spusticus or hurry bread other varieties receive their names from the peculiar method of baking them such as oven bread tin bread and rolled bread it is not so very long since that we had a breed introduced from parthia known as water bread from a method in kneading it of drawing out the dough by the aid of water a process which renders it remarkably light and full of holes like a sponge some call this parthian bread the excellence of the finest kinds of bread depend principally upon the goodness of the wheat and the fineness of the bolter some persons knead the dough with eggs or milk and butter even has been employed for the purpose by nations that have had leisure to cultivate the arts of peace and to give their attention to the art of making pastry pisenum still maintains its ancient reputation of making the bread which it was the first to invent alica being the grain employed the flour is kept in so for nine days and is kneaded on the tenth with raisin juice in the shape of long rolls after which it is baked in an oven and earthen pots till they break this bread however is never eaten till it has been well soaked which is mostly done in milk mixed with honey chapter twenty eight when bakers were first introduced in rome there were no bakers in rome until the war with king perseus more than five hundred and eighty-five years after the building of the city the ancient romans used to make their own bread it being an occupation which belonged to the women as we see in the case in many nations even in the present day plautus speaks of the artopta or bread tin in his comedy of the Aluaria. though there has been considerable discussion for that very reason among the learned whether or not that line really belongs to him We have the fact, too, well ascertained in the opinion of Bautista's Capito, that the cooks in those days were in the habit of making bread for persons of affluence, while the name of Pistor was only given to the person who pounded, or Pispat, the spelt. In those times they had no cooks in the number of their slaves, but used to hire them for occasion from the market. The Gauls were the first to employ the bolter that is made of horsehair, while the people of Spain make their sieves and meal-dressers of flax the egyptians of papyrus and rushes, chapter twenty nine alika but among the very first things of all we ought to speak of the method employed in preparing alika the most delightful and most wholesome food and which incontestably confers upon italy the highest rank among the countries that produce cereals this delicacy is prepared no doubt in egypt as well but of a very inferior quality and not worth our notice in italy however it is prepared in numerous places the territories of Verona and Pisa, for example. But that of Campania is the most highly esteemed. There at the foot of the mountains, capped with clouds, runs a plain, not less in all than forty miles in extent. The land here, to give a description of the first nature of the soil, is dusty on the surface, but spongy below, and as porous as pumice. The inconveniences that generally arise from the close vicinity of the mountains are here converted into so many advantages. For the soil, acting as a sort of filter, absorbs the water of the abundant rains that fall, the consequence of which is that the water, not being left to soak or form mud on the surface, the cultivation is greatly facilitated thereby. This land does not return, by the aid of any springs, the moisture it has thus absorbed, but thoroughly digests it by warming it in its bosom, in a heated oven, as it were. The ground is kept cropped the whole year through, once in panic and twice in spelt, and yet in the spring when the soil is allowed to have a moment's repose it will produce roses more odiferous by far than the cultivated rose for the earth here is never tired of producing a circumstance in which originated the common saying that Campania produces more unguents than other countries do oil in the same degree however that companion soil excels that of all other countries so does that part which is known to us as laboriae and to the greeks as Phlegreum. Surpasses all the rest. This district is bounded on two sides by the consular high road, which leads from the Puteoli to Capua on the one side and from Cumae on the other. Alika is prepared from the grain called Zea, which we have already mentioned as being known to us as seed wheat. The grain is cleansed in a wooden mortar for fear lest stone from its hardness should have the effect of grating it. The motive power for raising the pestle, as is generally known, is supplied by slaves working in chains the end of it being enclosed in a case of iron after the husks have been removed by this process the pure grain is broken into pieces the same implements being employed in this way there are three different kinds of alica made the finest the seconds and the coarse which last is known as a ferima still however these various kinds have none of them that whiteness as yet for which they were so distinguished though even now they are preferable to the alexandrian alica with this view a most singular fact chalk is mixed in with the meal which upon becoming well incorporated with it adds very materially both to the whiteness and the shortness of the mixture this chalk is found between the putioli and Neapolis, upon a hill called Lucucum, and there is still in existence a decree of the late emperor augustus who established a colony at capua which orders a sum of twenty thousand sesterces to be paid annually from his exchequer to the people of Neapolis for the lease of this hill his motive for paying this rent he stated is the fact that the people of Campania had alleged that this was impossible to make their legal without the help of this mineral in this same hill sulphur is found as well and the springs of Araxes issue from mr declivities the waters of which are particularly efficacious for strengthening the sight, healing wounds and preventing the teeth from becoming loose a spurious kind of alica is made more particularly of a degenerate kind of zea grown in africa the ears of it are larger and blacker than those of genuine kind and the straw is short the grain is pounded with sand and even then it is with the greatest difficulty that the outer coats are removed when stripped the grain fills one half only of the original measure gypsum in proportion with one-fourth is then sprinkled over it and after the mixture has been well incorporated is bolted through a mill sieve the portion that remains behind after this is done is known as exceptia and consists of coarser parts while that which is passed through is submitted to a second process with a finer sieve and that which then refuses to pass has the name of secundaria that again which in a similar manner is submitted to a third sifting with a sieve of the greatest fineness which will only admit of sand passing through it known as kribaria, when it remains on the top of the sieve. There is another method again that is employed everywhere for adulterating it. They pick out the whitest and largest grains of wheat, and parboil them in earthen pots. These are then dried in the sun, until they have regained their original size, after which they are lightly sprinkled with water, and then ground in a mill. A better granaeum is made from zea than from wheat, although it is nothing else, in fact, than a spurious alica. It is whitened by the addition of boiled milk, in place of chalk. End of section 20